0: Welcome to a new episode of Time to Shine. This is your host, Oscar Santolaya. Time to Shine presents you interviews with successful public speakers who share their spirits and secrets with you in a weekly podcast. Hello, thank you so much for joining. I always ask to my guests what are uh, their favorite books because I want to... I'm curious to know new books and have new ideas. However, now I w- we're going to discuss the importance of having your own book, especially if you are a coach or a speaker. And for that, we have a very special guest. We have Vicky Wincherton. She is the founder of Expert Insights Publishing, home of the best-selling and award-winning books and magazines where visionaries and those on the rise come together to create immediate impact. Vicky is also a speaker, multiple number one international best-selling author and award-winning publisher, founder of the Best-Selling Authors International Organization, Right Now Broadcast and Right Away, Right Now, the global community where writers find everything they need at each stage of the journey. Hello, Vicky. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Oscar. So good to be with all of you.
0: Thanks so much for being here, Vicky. Could you start telling us a bit more about yourself?
1: Well, yeah. I'd be happy to. I think I was just born a serial entrepreneur. I Mm. I modeled when I was young and at the ripe old age of 24, when you retire from modeling usually, uh, I opened an ad agency. And we were tremendously successful. This was decades ago, and we hit eight figures in just over three years. So I went from that to actually developing a career, uh, coaching CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, and then leading their teams to put the vision of these CEOs in place uh, with process reengineering and and really just completely modifying and updating everything that they were doing process-wise. So it was a very exciting time. And then I decided it was kind of lonely, though, because I was traveling about 95% of the time and I traveled to every continent on the globe. But um, I thought it would be so nice to have a community for coaches because it was very lonely for me. And I opened that community and it was very well received. And I quit traveling and all of a sudden I realized that the main problem with a lot of entrepreneurs and coaches and speakers is that they have wonderful gifts but they do not know how to promote themselves. So we started creating venues where we could bring in household names along with those that were on the rise and really really catapult their, their careers very quickly because of the recognition of the people that they would ap- be appearing with on radio and in magazines and uh, in books. And so that's really how we got started in the publishing arena, and we now taken over 900 authors to bestseller.
0: Oh, sounds really awesome. And you say you were born entrepreneur. You were also born a speaker, or is we in which uh, moment of your journey you start speaking?
1: Well, I think what happened for me is that um, I didn't look to start speaking. Mm-hmm. It became a part of what I needed to do, which uh, is the work that I was doing. So, for instance, when I had the ad agency, uh, again, starting very early, I had to present to large groups um in order for them to adopt the vision of their CEOs and so forth. So that kind of that's what really started me out in larger speaking arenas. And um, I, I can tell you that I do think speaking becomes incredibly easier if you feel passionate about what you're doing mm-hmm. and what you're speaking about. Uh, I find that I get very externally motivated and um, um, my whole conversation, I I don't even think about being nervous or what is Mm -hmm. happening to me because I'm so excited to share the information I have about that, which I feel passionate for.
0: Mm -hmm. And now you mentioned that you help um, speakers and self-leaders, coaches to get known worldwide today. What would be the the really Top ways for that?
1: Well, I I've been through all of the various different aspects um, over the course of my career of how people can promote themselves to get known, mm-hmm. and I have to say that by far the most powerful vehicle that I've ever seen is a book. It is just held in such high regard, Um, even though it's easier now to get published than it was traditionally a a few years back. It's still very few people when you consider all of the numbers of people in the U.S. or globally that actually get a book written and get it published. Mm -hmm. They're very, very few. So it's a very elite crowd that authors run in. People know this and media respects it. Clients respect it. Uh, it. It's just a tremendously powerful tool.
0: So having a book is really the number one. And by curiosity, what would be the number two, for instance?
1: Um, Number two, I think, would be uh, having a a platform for what you're talking about. Um, To me, a book is a really nice foundation on which to build a platform. But then, you know, if you're out speaking, it's great to share ideas. But then how are you going to engage these people to bring them in so that they can get more of your wisdom, they can um, be elevated from the standpoint of how much interaction they have with you. And I like to think of a platform as um, kind of like a funnel. We have people that can come in to get to know us and buy a magazine for $4. And we also have an entry to some of our global communities where they don't have to pay anything. They can just come in and they can get to know us. And then from there, we go up into hundreds of dollars for programs and we go into thousands of dollars to actually publish books and move them to bestseller so people have a a pathway if you will in order to get to know us and get comfortable with what they're going to do with us when and some people come in right away and they do really large programs other people we will be fostering the relationship for three or four years and sometimes even Mm -hmm. longer before they start doing anything substantial with us but Mm -hmm. the main thing is to be able to build that platform and and have your book and your speaking engagements be part of that find different ways uh, you can do group coaching you can do uh, self-serve classes you can do mastermind groups all of these fall into a different arena as far as your amount of access people have to you and usually the more access they have to you the higher price because of the value of your time the programs are So that's what I was saying. Something more passive, like a magazine, maybe $4. But if I'm really interacting with an author and our team Mm -hmm. is interacting with them to publish their book or just to take it to bestseller, that's a whole different thing. It requires a lot of time for us. And so, therefore, those programs are more expensive. But that's real important, I think, to think about what it is you want to get across in your speaking and then develop programs around that. Even if you just start with one, And then you start building on that different ways that people can access you because they will want to if they hear you speak. Some people will resonate with what you say and they will want to get to know you better. Mm
0: -hmm. And Vicky, now coming back a little bit again on your own experience, could you tell us your experience with your very first book? How was it?
1: Um, Well... It, 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 that's interesting because I was one of those people. And I think a lot of people are in this position. Um, I didn't think I had enough of a story to tell. Now I have had quite a phenomenal career that's involved travel to exotic places and certainly some foreign experiences that, you know, when I was abroad doing, you know, process re-engineering in, in universities and so forth, I was in the UAE, their culture was totally different. And, um, so I I don't know why I thought I didn't have a story to tell, but I really didn't. I was approached to do a book anthology, to do a chapter, and I kept putting it off and putting it off, and I thought maybe this is just not for me. And so what I did was when I developed this coaching community, I developed a contest where people would contribute their articles and stories and so forth in a competition to get a place in this book. And we developed a a review board with the publisher and so forth to determine who would win the contest. And it was really amazing because because of my fear (laughs) of not doing this book, we had over 400 coaches that submitted really excellent work. One of them who was really a lesser known coach and not all that published actually won the award in the anthology and I got out of doing the book and I continued to not do any of my own books for several years and what what happened was I got so impassioned by what was m- missing by a lot of writers and speakers and entrepreneurs and coaches Um, from the process of what they were getting out of their book, by this time we had an experience with so many authors and so many good ideas from the authors and so many things that we discovered. I wrote a book called beyond your book and it went international bestseller and it really tells the author about all the things they can do, including making it a platform for their Mm -hmm. speaking and, um, and you know, platform for all of their programs and everything, um, additional things that they can do even before they write the book, over 101 things they can do before they write the book to make money or develop uh, some some name recognition before the book is even published. Mm -hmm. So that was a tremendous success, but I felt passionate about it because I knew I had all this knowledge that collected from others as well as what we had experienced. And I really wanted to share it. And that made me want to get that book out.
0: (laughs) Oh, sounds really, really great. And if you can summarize why it's really so important that a speaker or coach has her own book, what would you say?
1: Um, I think more than anything, it develops um, a respect for the, of course, the book has to be well written and so forth, but mm. it develops a, a respect for people with with. In your circle, uh, your following, it also develops tremendous respect for for opportunities like media opportunities. Uh, if you, I, we have one of our authors who decided that. Um, the Today Show really needed the subject matter, or they were really hot over the subject matter. He developed the cover of his book. The book was not written. He sent it into to them along with his bio, and he was interviewed by Brooke Shields on the basis of a soon-to-be-released book where all he had was the cover. So that's how powerful... A book can be. Mm-hmm. I I have story after story about successes that people have made with uh, just giving CEOs books as gifts, and they turn out to be contracts that are enormous in scope. Um, people Also, we had one of our authors work uh, for a, a, a really large company, uh training company, and it, it was actually the Covey organization. And what he did was he would buy books give them to people when he was developing the contract for training and then he would insist that his book be a part of the Mm -hmm. training class. So when he was training hundreds of people, they bought hundreds of his books. So it, it, it just goes on and on. People who have won job interviews without even a second call, the first call in in front of a, a committee, mm-hmm. have won it because of taking their book in and talking about how their book was in alignment with the passion for the job that they were seeking. So uh, I, I can't even begin to tell you. I, ha- I have hundreds of these stories, but <laughs> it's powerful, powerful.
0: Wow. And nowadays we hear a lot that, for instance, they, especially they, reach the Amazon bestseller list. How important is really to be to have the Amazon bestseller list?
1: Well, as important as it is to have a book, if you have a bestseller, particularly an international bestseller. It is, uh, it, it, the esteem just continues to grow higher and higher by everyone who is going to be impacted by you and your book, including the media. Real, real important for media. So what we did was we founded um, Best Selling Authors International organization. And uh, all of our authors, we have all of our authors listed there with full pages, and that's part of what we do uh, to promote them, and including featuring them in our magazine and on our radio show, in addition to moving their book to bestseller. But with that organization, we developed a book review board, and everyone on our book review board is located all over the world. They have a huge following, and they also are all number one international bestsellers, so they have a lot of credibility. And when we put out a book for bestseller, we not only promote it to our close to a million people and following we also send it out to our book review board they promote it to their lists they review the book they buy the book and they talk about it and as a result for that we guarantee bestseller we've never had a bestseller fail we have an we have an unconditional money back guarantee if the book does not go bestseller that you get your money back in full so it's it's just it's it's just been a delightful experience to take over 900 authors to that, that status. And just again, as I, as I mentioned earlier, to see how that opens doors for them and the different things mm-hmm. that they do with it. It's, it's just fascinating how powerful it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, congratulations for that. <laughs> but what happens if someone has a really good book, but it fails to be in the... Bestseller list, still a good book. What can be done?
1: Well, you can you, you can um, promote it. Uh, I would I would think that. You know, there is, you know, there is my book and there's plenty of other information out there on the web about how you can promote the book possibly to bestseller. You can certainly use the book for your speaking engagements for back of room sales. Mm -hmm. Now, this is something I wanted to mention that I think is really important Mm -hmm. to speakers is so many times people do not have budget for speakers. But they will have budget if it's a corporation or it can be an association or uh, anything. It can be a university. Uh, they oftentimes do have budget for educational materials. Mm. So what you can do is you can go in and maybe if many of people in your audience know this already, but if you don't, this is really critical. You can go in and say that you will speak free, but that you have a requirement that they buy X number of books for the mm. audience and that in lieu of your speaking fee you get book sales and it's guaranteed so that's a really really important thing to keep in mind because that works so well for people who maybe you know i i think speaking free sometimes can be a real advantage too if you have a large um audience that is your target audience and you have other things to sell and other things that you're doing that you can increase your relationship with them but that's a that's a beautiful tip um for people that maybe run into no budget for speakers, but they may have budget for educational materials, comes out of a whole different budget mm-hmm. um, for most most organizations.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a really good piece of advice. It's very beneficial for for many who haven't heard about that. And let's imagine that now uh, I publish my book. What are the next things that come? Should you recommend to for an author to do once they the launch?
1: Well, you know, I, I just released a book. As a matter of fact, today it went oh. um, it bestseller. And it, it we're, we're doing a book anthology called My Big Idea. And so I decided I wanted to do, the, the, it won't be released until next year. Uh, and it's going to be like a journal where people can journal other great ideas and that we have a number of really well-known people in that book uh, that are sharing inspiring thoughts to get people going and great tips and so forth. But um, in addition to that, I thought I want to have a workbook so people know once they get going what to do because so many people don't know. And so, what I would suggest is that, you know, like my big idea workbook, what I did in that was I went all the way through, whether it be a project, whether it be you launching your book, whether you're launching your speaking career or you're launching your whole entire business, there are steps you have to go through. You have to have a plan. You've got to have a marketing plan. You've got to have a vision. You have to have, you know, a a goal and statements about what you want to see your project, your book, your business do. So I think the planning starts at the beginning with Mm -hmm. your book and uh, so I developed this workbook so I could walk people through all these different aspects you know it's a matter of developing excuse me strategic alliances that can help you not only promote your book or whatever else comes behind your book and some of the things we talked about it can be programs it can be a radio show it can be a great podcast like things that you're doing Oscar Mm -hmm. you know all of those things can be things that um, really give you a tremendous amount of oomph for the book. And um, I, I'd say book sales are the least of what a book does for you. I really want to stress that. I think what a book really does for you is open to doors. Mm-hmm. And so I think you need to plan At the time that you decide to do a book or, again, a program, a project, open a business, your whole business, you have to sit down and really look at where you're going with that. Because if you're just kind of throwing it out there, you'll never think of yourself as successful because you would not have any criteria around what success means for you. And with the plan of going somewhere and having that well-defined, you also need to have a plan on how to get there. And that can be very creative and very fun. And that's what I tried to do in mm-hmm. um, our, the new workbook, you know, my big idea workbook. So uh, it, but there are plenty of tools out there. You can just look on the web and find them that will help you determine step-by-step outlining everything you want to do. And that's going to be individual for each person.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely good that you stress the, the planning and goal setting for for this. And thinking of people who still haven't published a book, and what and as you have experience with many authors, I think you mentioned nine hundred or at least. Yes. <laughs> what are the main reasons that hold people back from publishing a book?
1: Well, <clears throat> I think one of the main things is. problem that I had where I didn't think I had enough of a story. Mm. I think this is very common for people. They look at other people out there and they they think they don't have enough of a story. And I mean, this is just an example. We did a a book anthology for a a really famous publisher and she's a a spiritual leader. And in her book, her chapter talked about how she It took her a really long time to be able to dress informally when she was speaking on stage. And she went into all the insecurities as to why she felt she could never wear Levi's on stage. And now when she speaks, with the exception of one of our events where we did have a dress code um, from the the actual facility where the function was held, uh, she wears Levi's. And you would think that that's something really small to talk about, but people raved about it because she, talks, she addressed the insecurities that a lot of us have about what we have to do that maybe isn't naturally us in order to be accepted. And that's something that resonated with a lot of people over a really little subject matter. So, uh, I think that that's one of the main reasons I want to say also that, um, you can sit back and you can say, I don't think I'm ready to write a book or my story isn't good enough. Well, this is my feeling about it. You have a responsibility to get your story out. It's not just, uh, it's not just a privilege. It's a responsibility. I had a really good friend, um, her, her name was Joan King, and unfortunately she passed, but she was a neuroscientist. She was at one time a Dominican nun She had an unbelievable life, coached people all over the world, and she was really well known. And she told me one time that if you do not get your story out into the world, no one else can tell your story like you do. So it leaves mm-hmm. a hole in the world that no one can fill. And when she told me that, it made me start looking at my day differently, just how I was contributing in general. But I think it's particularly true where writing is concerned because you have at least one book in you. And if you get one book out, a lot of times there's more. <laughs> so, I think, I, I think that that is, is just really, really an important factor. And hopefully that will encourage people that maybe have been waiting or putting off writing their book or, or another great thing to start with is we do several book anthologies every year. And this is where everyone who contributes gets a chapter, gets a page, whatever, whatever the format of the book. And it's a way to get your foot in the door to start expressing yourself. And that is really a wonderful way to start because then it's just a matter of expanding on something you've already done. And we, we we take all of our anthology books and we turn them into bestsellers so all the authors become bestselling co-authors as a result of it and we do everything for them so I think that that's another thing to look at is a book anthology where you make a contribution with Mm -hmm. a number of other authors and it's it's a really good starting point to just get you going it's just like doing maybe a small radio show or a joint radio show sometimes with our authors we will do a radio show where Mm -hmm. we interview all of the authors in our book anthology so they may only have a couple minutes in a radio show but the next time they'll do 30 minutes with Mm -hmm. these and then an hour with these and the next thing you know they're doing all sorts of media so it's a really good way to get started if you're a little nervous about it
0: (laughs) oh yeah very interesting idea with this uh, anthology and i also like your your thoughts about uh, you said it's a responsibility to tell our story right to to impact others to good by bringing with passion your own story
1: Yeah, not to put any pressure on anybody, but (laughs) actually my intention is to put pressure on everybody because I think everybody Mm -hmm. needs to get their story out there.
0: Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Vicky, now could you share with us your favorite quotation?
1: Oh, yes, I certainly can. Um, It is Follow Your Bliss from Joseph Campbell. Um, I think that, as I've mentioned Numerous times during our time together, passion is one of the most important things you can have, passion and purpose. And if you love what you're doing and you follow your bliss, every day will feel like play. It will not feel like work. I put in really long days sometimes, and I really wouldn't have to do that anymore, but I get carried away with a project and I get so excited about the creativity of what I'm doing, I'll go by and I'll forget to eat. You know, it's, it's not a struggle for me. It's what I love to do. And I can't imagine ever not doing it. And when you feel that way about something, when you're truly following your bliss, as Joseph Campbell goes on to say, doors will open for you that you never even knew existed. Mm-hmm. And so I think, to me, that is overall the most important thing, and that can impact every aspect of your life.
0: Mm-hmm. Follow your bliss. Vicky. you are working for with uh, hundreds of authors, and I guess you have read... Not only those books, but many others. But could you recommend us one book in a special that has influenced you or inspired you?
1: Yeah, I can. It's by Wayne Dyer and it's a book about the Tao. And he basically has taken the Tao and he has broken that up into, um, uh, there are 63 different lessons in the Tao and it completely changed my life. And I try to read a lesson every single morning because what it does is it gets me out of myself. It makes me think about contribution to the world. It, 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 Make, it puts me in touch with my most purest desires um, of achievement that have to do with contribution to others, and I love that book for that reason. And um, I have it. I have it on my iPhone. I have it. <laughs> I have it on. Every uh, everything I have, so that when I'm traveling, I can I can access it easily, and I I try to never miss reading that. And he just passed away, mm. but he he was a great contributor from this standpoint of uh, wonderful thoughts and and intentions in the world.
0: Yeah, wonderful person and and author. Thank you, Vicky. Now, could you share with us an exercise, something practical that you recommend to do it? daily weekly as a routine to shine
1: yeah I think um, I think one of the most important things that you can do is if you can take time for yourself and whatever that means to you some people it's meditation Um You know, for me, a lot of times it's meditation, sometimes it's yoga, but I try to do something that is just allows me to internalize and get in touch with, um, that part of me where all the creativity springs from, you know, that's that spiritual side. I think it's so important to do that. And one of the things I want to mention that I think is very interesting when I was young and I ran into roadblocks, I used to push harder. And I was very successful pushing harder, but boy, I'll tell you, it was it, pushing hard is a lot of work. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I have found now that if I get to a place in a project where I'm kind of stuck or my cre- cre- creativity seems to be kind of waning and I just, you know, it's, it's just not flowing um, instead of pushing harder. What I will do is I will now maybe go lie by the pool and listen to something, a spiritual recording or or just sit and be with nature. And I have found that it may not happen immediately. Sometimes it's in minutes, sometimes it's in hours, sometimes it might be the next day. But if I allow the space in for that um, inspiration to flow, I always then can move forward with even more creativity and, and more excitement about what I'm doing and, and it starts flowing again. So I would just suggest don't wait as long as I did to mm. stop pushing and start pulling back and, and going internal so you can just let that flow happen for you. And I found that it's never created a problem for me for a deadline for a project to do it that way. <laughs> I used to think, push, 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 and, you know, mm-hmm. and now I sit back and go, okay, it's just not flowing. Let's take a little break here and do something mm-hmm. that is just calming, quiet, and then it, it starts flowing again.
0: Mm-hmm. Like pulling instead of pushing. It's a very nice way you have uh, explained this, this idea. Thanks for that. Wow, you, you you show so much passion in what you are doing, so can you imagine yourself doing something else than this?
1: You know, I, I really can't. And um, I, it, it, I mean, this may take on a different form, but the nature of what I'm doing now is the ultimate. And I think what I would like to share with people is there are sometimes that I've done things in my career that seemed a little disconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I found out that is that I've always been a catalyst between those who need something and those who provide that need. I don't necessarily provide the need. I'm more of a catalyst. That's what advertising is. Mm-hmm. And really, that's what we do with um, our books and, and so forth. You know, we help people that have programs, that have a story, that, that want speaking engagements to be able to shine for those people that are looking for that. So we were kind of a conduit between the two. And um, one thing I will share is that all of the things that I did that seemed disconnected at the time, even though Mm -hmm. I may have enjoyed them, it seemed kind of like a hodgepodge of things I was doing at times. I need every single thing I did to pull off what I do now. I need every experience Mm -hmm. that I had in business to make what I do now happen. So it's very interesting how that comes to <laughs> unfold.
0: Oh, thanks a lot for this interview. It has been fascinating. Thanks a lot for these great ideas, Vicky. And finally, could you tell us how our audience can learn more about you, follow you? What are the best ways?
1: Yeah, definitely. All of our information is on our website, and I have a real easy URL to get there. It's getei.com. That's G E T. EI.com and there you'll find the pathway to our live events uh, our epi book awards all of our global communities our our publishing opportunities magazines all of it's there so once again that's getei.com g-e-t-e-i.com and oscar thank you so much it's just been delightful
0: it was a pleasure talking with you vicky and all the best
1: you too thanks so much
0: thank you bye bye, everyone. Dear listeners of Time to Shine, this is the end of today's episode. If you like our show, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or for more information, visit our website www.timetoshinepodcast.com. Welcome to listen to us again next week.